0: So I was having a little bit of a conflict here um, over the last couple of days. I wanted, I was, so let me backtrack. So I knew there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to cover, but I didn't know if I wanted to cover it all in one episode or spread it out over the course of several episodes. But since it's all sports related i figured we'll just do one episode at this point so this is sports central part of the closing Tag network and this is being recorded on january 9th 2024 so the nfl playoffs are about to begin and the 14 teams that are going to be in the playoffs have been decided. And among those 14 teams are, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Philadelphia Eagles. God, what's happened to the Eagles? And the Green Bay Packers, all on the NFC side. The AFC side is the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Houston Texans, The Buffalo Bills, who snuck into the second seed practically at the last minute. Uh, The Miami Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns, and the... Crap, who is the seventh seed? Pittsburgh Steelers. So... My preseason Super Bowl prediction was the Chiefs versus the Eagles. The Eagles do not look very good right now. Like, to me, they just don't look like a team that's going to really do much of anything. They lost to the Giants in a blowout. The Giants. But the main thing to take away from all of that is, you know, those are the 14 teams. But there's some other crazy stuff going on right now in the NFL, which I'll bring up right now. So, right now, as it stands, here are the coaching changes that are expected uh, for the next several months. We already know Antonio Pierce of the Las Vegas Raiders was working on an interim basis as the head coach. Now, whether they bring him back full time or they bring in someone else, that's to be determined. Now, the guy that they fired to make room for Antonio Pierce, uh, Josh McDaniels, He is being rumored to take over as the head coach for the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, who have yet to officially decide what they're going to do with Bill Belichick. The Falcons have already fired Arthur Smith after that embarrassing loss to the Saints on Sunday. The... I believe the Giants have an interim head coach, but I'm not 100 certain. But uh, Washington, the Red Command team, as I like to call them, um, ended up firing Ron Rivera. I, I I like their reasoning for we're gonna wait till Monday to fire him. We don't want to fire him on his birthday. It's like he's a human being like the rest of us. I'm sure he goes on Twitter and Facebook and watches ESPN just like anybody else and sees all these rumors and all the speculation about, oh, Ron Rivera is probably going to get fired this week. If it were me. And I've been fired around my birthday before. If it were me and I would feel like I was being left twisting in the wind on my birthday as opposed to confirming where I stand, I'd probably be pissed. Just saying. Yeah, I, I would rather they just fire me and get it over with as opposed to letting me twist in the wind just because it's my birthday. Uh, Yeah, that whole thing's a mess. Well, I'll get back to Washington here in a minute. I uh, believe, well, Carolina is already looking for a head coach. Like we we've known that for a while. There was speculation going into Sunday's game uh, I want to say against Arizona that Seattle head coach Pete Carroll might be on the chopping block but Pete Carroll has come out and said no no there's no change that I am aware of I still plan on being the head coach so that's another one to keep an eye on especially if In fact, Jim Harbaugh uh, decides to end up going back to Michigan. That's another storyline that's going around. And I believe that's about it. I mean, there's a lot of rumors and speculation about who's going where and whatnot. I mentioned Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, who is currently the head coach for the new national champions who just won last night, congratulations, Uh, University of Michigan Wolverines. Has been linked to several coaching positions, either currently vacant or currently occupied uh, throughout the entire NFL. I mentioned the Raiders. I mentioned the Patriots. I mentioned the Panthers, the the Washington Red Command team, the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks. All of them have had one rumor or another tied to Jim Harbaugh. Another name, like I mentioned before, that needs to be kept in mind is Belichick. Oh, and the Chargers. That's another one that um, has been working with the interim coach. who They got kind of embarrassed over the weekend, too. I can't remember who it was that embarrassed them. Oh, the Chiefs, right. The Chiefs were playing their backup quarterback and decided to mess with them a little bit. But the going consensus is that Harbaugh is using this opportunity not necessarily to take a prod at going back to the NFL because remember he used to be an NFL quarterback but that he's using this as an opportunity to get more money from Michigan that's the going consensus and if that's the case, that's smart. That is really smart on his part. The other own consensus is that Bill Belichick may be available. Again, nobody has said anything official yet. But the going consensus and the and the um speculation is that Belichick is on his way out in New England, especially since him and the owner Robert Kraft don't exactly get along. Now what about the red command team Washington? Well, turns out that they are thinking outside the box a little bit. I mean new ownership usually tends to think outside the box compared to previous ownership, and we know how Daniel Snyder thinks. But new ownership, uh, thinking outside the box, have decided to go outside the NFL and hire former NBA Golden State Warriors executive Bob Myers as a special consultant. Bob Myers was the one in Golden State that orchestrated and constructed the Golden State Warriors team that we know now today. He was the one that scouted and drafted Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green as well as made the trade for Andre Iguodala. He was the one that signed Kevin Durant. So he has some success in terms of building winning teams. Two-time NBA Executive of the Year. But that's basketball. The NFL works under a very different set of rules. For instance, in the NBA, you have what's called a soft cap. Like you have a set amount of money that an NBA team can spend on players, player salaries. If you go over that limit, you can't sign anybody else to anything more than the minimum unless you're using what's called a mid-level exception. You also can't trade for anybody that is making a significant amount of money more than the guy that you're giving up in exchange. That's why, you know, constructing super teams as they're called is practically impossible these days. Now, in addition to that soft cap, there's also what's called the luxury tax threshold. The luxury tax threshold I don't know the exact specifics, but if you end up going into that threshold, you wind up spending, I think it's like $500,000 for every million that you're over. So if you have like say 35 million, um, no, that's the other way around, I think. I think it's like a million for every 500,000. So if you're, so bottom line, if you are spending $35 million more than what the luxury tax threshold is instituting that you are allowed to spend, then the ownership group ends up spending, I think like $70 million out of their pocket towards the NBA. The NFL has no such thing they have a hard cap you go over that cap you in big trouble so golden state and i bring that bring this up because golden state is notorious for going well over the cap and well into the threshold that scenario that i brought up that 35 million over the the tax that is a legitimate thing that Golden state has done in the past washington is not going to be able to get away with that not in the nfl so it's going to be interesting how bob myers navigates that whole thing As he's transitioning from the NBA NBA to the NFL. And since we're on the topic of transitioning, that's a good segue to transition this talk from the NFL to the NBA. I completely forgot what I was going to mention. Oh, yes. Draymond Green's back. That's the take. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mind just went blank on what I was going to talk about. Oh, yes. Now I remember. So I can't do a Sports Central episode, apparently, without mentioning everybody's favorite goat, LeBron James. So ESPN, predictably, has been blaming all of the Lakers' problems on pretty much everybody. They've been blaming the Lakers' problems on Darvin Ham to the point where Stephen A. Smith himself has basically come out and said that the Lakers need to fire Darvin Ham They've been blaming guys like D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves and Rui Yachimura and pretty much all the way down the bench. uh, Pretty much everybody. They've even been blaming Anthony Davis for all of the problems that the Lakers currently have. They've been blaming everybody associated with the Los Angeles Lakers except for one guy. LeBron James. Funny how that works. LeBron James has also come out and openly said that, uh, referring to the Lakers' uh, plays of late, we suck right now, quote-unquote. And even taking it one step further, I mentioned in the predictions episode, uh, LeBron's son, Bronny, who is currently playing for USC, uh, was brought up during a press conference recently where LeBron point-blank said that his son, Bronny, could play for the Lakers right now. And I wanted to bring this up because I don't know how anybody puts up working with someone like this. Like let's let's kind of put ourselves in like say Rui Yachimura's shoes or in D'Angelo Russell's shoes or someone else's shoes. Someone that's either playing with LeBron right now or has played with LeBron in the past. Let's put ourselves in their shoes for a second. If your coworker who is being paid a considerably more considerable amount more money than you're getting paid and without pulling it up I'm guessing LeBron's salary per year is like 47 to 50 million uh, whereas Rui Morris is more like 15 to 20 so let's say for instance someone that's can making a considerable more amount of money than you are but does just barely more than what you're doing. If that coworker was to, after being grilled by management, well, why is the team underperforming? Why are you guys not getting your projects done in time? Why are you guys not getting your assignments done in time? And that coworker points the finger at you and say, It's his fault. It's her fault. They're the ones that are slacking. They're the ones that are causing the holdup. If I'm that coworker, I'm pissed. I'm beyond furious. And... LeBron constantly saying it's the coach's fault. It's the teammate's fault. It's the water boy's fault. It's the guy mopping up the floor every single time we sweat on it. It's his fault. It's the public announcer's fault. It's the play-by-play's fault. It's everybody's fault except for LeBron James. And this is another reason why... I scoff at the idea that LeBron is supposedly the greatest of all time. You take all the guys that are generational, you know, talent. Guys like Larry Bird, guys like Michael Jordan, guys like Kobe Bryant, guys like Bill Russell. They had a knack of making their teammates better. You look at Scottie Pippen outside of the six championships that the Chicago Bulls won and outside of those two seasons in between those uh, sets of championships. From the time that he left Chicago to his retirement, Scottie Pippen was just done. He was gassed. He, He had nothing left. That last championship, Michael Jordan practically carried that Chicago Bulls team. Kobe Bryant won an NBA championship with a big three, and I'm using air quotes on that, of himself, Pau Gasol, and Metta World Peace. Just saying, LeBron James has had everything handed to him. He's had all-star teammates like Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love before Kevin Love, his wheels fell completely off the wagon he had those teammates and he was only able to win four NBA championships. Granted, again, that's four more than what the Utah Jazz have. But every single time that everything goes right in whatever team that LeBron is on. It's always, i like to thank me. I'd like to thank me for doing everything in my power to help this team win. When everything goes wrong, oh, it's not my fault. I did everything that I was supposed to do. It's that guy's fault. It's the coach's fault. And one thing that I was alluded to apparently over the last couple weeks is there was even turmoil in Miami when LeBron had the big three there. Because apparently, from what I was told, there was even rumors that LeBron was trying to get Eric Spolstra fired. So this is not a new phenomenon. This is not something that just happened, you know, from the time that he left Miami to today. This has been what LeBron James is. Pretty much from the get-go. Well, if you don't get me the teammates and the help that I need, I'm leaving. If you don't get me the coach that I want, then I'm leaving. Never mind that he was the one that picked out Frank Vogel and then fired him shortly after they won the bubble championship. Never mind that LeBron James, at 38 years old, probably overexerted himself. The Lakers since winning the in-season tournament the consolation prizes i keep calling it are three and ten three wins ten losses does that sound like a championship caliber team to you and if not for the fact that golden state's wheels have completely fallen off the track And if not for the fact that John Morant is now out for the rest of the season and Memphis's uh, hopes of making the playoffs are pretty much toast. The Lakers probably wouldn't even be in the play-in. Never mind the playoffs. The Western Conference is just loaded right now. You've got teams like Minnesota and Oklahoma and Dallas and Denver and the Clippers. I mean, yeah, the Clippers figured it out, apparently. Uh, Sacramento is on the ascent. All these teams that are right now considerably better than the lakers and then you've got other teams like new orleans like uh who was it let me pull up the standings here real quick new orleans is on the rise houston is playing better defense you've got phoenix who you know depending on the time of day and you know what the news cycle is about is either doing really well or really poorly. I mean there are nineteen wins and eighteen losses, so keep that into consideration. There's even concern about the Utah Jazz possibly overtaking the Lakers. The Jazz are only one loss behind the Lakers in the standings. The Lakers are at 18 wins and 19 losses. The Jazz are at 18 wins and 20 losses. Don't worry, it gets evened out in the end. So, LeBron throwing coaches and teammates and coworkers and general managers and pretty much everybody and anybody under the bus that he can is not doing anybody any favors and no, if he ends up somehow orchestrating a trade, which right now I don't see it happening, the D'Angelo Russell injury pretty much guarantees that there's not going to be a trade happening anytime soon. Unless Anthony Davis is involved. And Anthony Davis is injured far too often for that to be a realistic possibility either. So if you really think about it, this is who the Lakers are going to be for the rest of the season. So him throwing coaches and teammates and everybody they can under the bus is doing no one any favors. Least of all him. Because if he had simply gone out there, showed out, won his little consolation participation trophy, And, you know, left it at that. I don't think anybody would have thought twice. I don't think anybody would have questioned. But the fact that he's been melting down like this. Like a petulant child. The petulant man child that he is. And by the way... If he's willing to do this to guys like Chris Bosh and Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell and Kevin Love and all these guys that he's played with in the past and is currently playing with, what must Bronny be thinking? How long before dad throws me under the bus food for thought Bronny. food for thought but no i don't see this ending well for the lakers right now like considering they've got teams like utah and golden state you know nipping at their heels Any slide further down the standings, and they're not even making the play in. I mean, forget playoffs. So that is something that needs to be, you know, taken a look at. Because they're not going to trade their way to better standing. They're not going to get any better by firing Darvin Ham and bringing in some other puppet that LeBron can manipulate for the next three or four months. It's just not going to happen. And no, I don't think the Jazz are going to make the play-in. It's been... Pretty much widely considered that if the Jazz finish outside of the top 10 in the draft, that they lose their draft pick as a result of a trade that they made years ago with Memphis. So unless there is a considerable advantage to, you know, actually making the plan and, you know, doing some serious damage during the play-in and the playoffs. I don't know if the Jazz are going to be all that invested in making the play-in. But considering who's at the bottom of the standings, I'm not so sure that they or anybody else is going to be able to tank their way to a better draft position at this point. As of of right now, your bottom four teams in the NBA are the 8-26 Charlotte Hornets, the 6-30 Washington Wizards, the 5-30 San Antonio Spurs, and the 3-33 Detroit Pistons, who I've talked about before on this podcast. So, yeah... I am a little curious though, I'm curious about something real quick here. One second. And the main thing that I'm trying to think of is as far as the Lakers are concerned, because we know that they have like almost no draft capital whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, so if the Lakers were to fall out of the top, out of the playoffs and out of the play-in and they end up, you know, falling into the lottery, that lottery pick goes to New Orleans. They have a second round pick that they owe to the San Antonio Spurs. Now they do end up getting a second round pick from the Clippers both this year and next year. But that is something to definitely keep an eye on. Especially considering that LeBron has been making a lot of noise over the last couple of months about Bronny coming in to Los Angeles. First of all, if Bronny is good enough to be drafted, I don't think LeBron or anybody else is going to be able to negotiate their way to having Bronny be drafted by the Lakers. Especially if the Lakers don't have a draft pick to speak of in any round. And that's not even taken into consideration. Sorry, I'm checking a text message here. In real time. I don't know if... You know, a team that might have it out for the Lakers, someone like San Antonio or someone like... Um, New Orleans if they ended up picking Bronny if they're going to even want to trade that pick secondly if Bronny's not good enough to be drafted I don't know what all the hype is going to be about him that's why I said in the predictions I think the best option for Brawny. Even though his dad's been making a lot of noise lately. Is to stay in school. For one more year. Because next year the Lakers have. Both of their draft picks. First and second round. They have another second rounder. Coming in from the Clippers. So. So. If they hold court and if they stay the course, yes, it's going to suck, but it'll at least give LeBron enough of a chance that without having to force their way into it, that the Lakers would actually be able to trade to draft brawny. So, all that is important to keep an eye on. Oh, and also, you know, if Darvin Ham gets fired, I'm calling it right now, I don't see the Lakers really doing much of anything this year. I just don't. So, all of that being said... I would like to hear your thoughts on everything that's going on in the NFL, going on in the NBA. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to, you know, advance in the playoffs? I would like to know your thoughts about that. Whether it's by email, Raul at theclosingtank.com, whether it's is on Facebook. You can like, share, and comment there. Uh, You can comment on this video on YouTube. Like the video, comment, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. That way, if a new video is dropped, you are one of the first people to be alerted. Uh, You can leave a review on Spotify. And you can even leave a review on any of the blogs on theclosingtag.com. So, all that being said, I want to thank everybody that is watching, listening, downloading, donating to the podcast. Your efforts have not been going unnoticed, so thank you. And I am going to go get some coffee. Because... Yeah, recording this at 10 o'clock in the morning is probably not a good idea. But yeah, I am going to go get coffee and I will see you guys next time. Until then, remember to include your closing tags. Thanks.